she said, hoping he wasn't leaving again. Those times were so hard to bear. He caressed her face gently, as he always did, so she wouldn't feel his calluses. You can tell your father that after two weeks, we won't need him to help with chores anymore. Sage held her breath. You won't be traveling? Nope. I head out three days from now, and I'll be back in less than ten days' time. Then I'm home for you and our baby and all of our babies to come, every day, for the rest of my life. I've sold the ranch up north, and I'm heading there to close the deal. We'll have enough money to buy more land here and maybe some cattle, too. She wrapped her arms around his neck and kissed him long and hard. He smelled like the outdoors, and she loved it, loved him. At times her feelings frightened her, as though she didn't deserve Charles and his affections. Tears slipped down her face. I think you're pleased, he whispered. Very pleased. It's about time I ran this ranch myself and became a respectable husband and papa. Your father's right. I leave you alone much too often and depend on him to oversee the place. He laughed. Who knows? Now he might learn to like me. Having Charles and Papa enjoy each other's company would be next to perfect. Her tears flowed like a rushing stream, a steady occurrence of late with the baby growing inside her. You are more than I could ever ask for. We'll work this land together and raise a fine family. His gaze grew intense, as though he had something more he wanted to say but couldn't bring himself to speak. Had he and Papa argued again? What is it? He shook his head. A man has no right to be this happy. Or a woman. She heard his stomach growl. I think we need to head back home so I can finish supper. Can't have my husband starving. He kissed her nose, each cheek, and her lips. There. I just had dessert first. Charles whistled for Wolf to join them, then pulled her to her feet. The gray-and-white female bounded toward them, Sage patted the animal's head and Charles laughed. Her pet wolf was the talk of neighboring ranches, but Sage had tamed her, just like Charles had tamed some of Sage's wildness, but not her spirit. Hand in hand, they walked the mile back to their ranch. While Charles fed the livestock, Sage checked on a fork-tender beef roast that had been simmering most of the afternoon, along with potatoes, onions, and green beans. She rolled out biscuits and added another log to the fire before baking them. For a moment she stole a whimsical glance at the cradle Papa had built and the tiny quilt Mama had stitched. Baby clothes draped over the side. Soon, very soon. Grasping the vegetable basket, she hurried outside for fresh tomatoes. From the shade of a juniper she squinted into the sun and saw men riding near the west pasture in the creek that wound through the ranch. We got company, she said to Charles, who was pumping water into the cattle trough. He caught a glimpse of the men and snatched up his rifle from where it leaned against the trough. Sage, get inside the house. Now, fetch your rifle and be ready to use it. As clumsy as she felt with the weight of the baby, Sage raced to the porch, up the three steps and inside the house. The tone of his voice had shaken her. He'd never used it before. He knows who they are. The loaded Winchester rested in the corner nearest the door. The moment she wrapped her fingers around the metal barrel, the gravity of Charles's warning sent an icy chill up her spine. Who were those men? 
or was Charles simply being cautious? She glanced out the open door toward the riders. Charles had moved into the shadow of the barn, his rifle resting against his shoulder. She closed the door just enough to see outside and shoot. The four men were a dirty lot, but that wasn't anything unusual. Stop right there, Charles said. Wolf growled and Charles didn't hush her. Not until we get what we came for, one of the men said. We know it's here. There's nothing on this ranch that belongs to you. Consider yourself warned. There's more than one rifle fixed on you. Liar. Ain't no one here but you and your engine woman. We came to get what's owed us, and we ain't leaving until we have it. We can tear this place apart with or without your say-so. This is your last chance, Charles said. Get off my land. When we have our money and you're dead...